Ready for the work? Sure about that? Alright, hold somebody says, let's sing together, our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There's no confusion, there's no contradictions in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified. Amen. Alright. Following God's plan for your life. Amen. Or following God's plan for my life. Amen. Alright. I told you I like to start from the scripture. It's just a it's just a, it's just a ritual. Let's use that word, you know, to just start with that. John 8 verse 12. So I'm starting with two scriptures in this series. And um, I'm sure by as you grow in Christ, you will you will know more later. John 8 verse 12 says, And Jesus spake unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Look at in Hebrews 12 verse 1. So we said, He that followeth me. So are you following Jesus? Right? You believe the gospel, right? So you have the light of life. And looks um, like Hebrews 12 verse 1. So you're looking at two texts in this series, using two texts to start, just an anchor text, you know, just a ritual. Hebrews 12 verse 1. It says, Wherefore seen, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. It says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And I told us, I said, Christianity has active terms, active terms. That is, um, active terms like you're forgiving, you're blessed, you're predestinated, you're chosen in Christ, you know, you know, the, you know, there's no verse of scriptures that says you should ask for forgiveness, but we'll, we'll look at that much later. You can look at our series on forgiveness and sins. You will understand that later, but because in the New Testament, we are forgiven in Christ. A man who has believed the gospel has been forgiven. So you look at all of those things and now they so there are things that you still have to do. Things like run the race, forgive your neighbors, uh, walk in the spirit, uh, uh, don't walk in the flesh, fight the good fight of faith, pray always. There are things that you still have to do in the scriptures. Preach the gospel. There are still active terms. A lot of people, you can, get, you can lay your hands on the material that we have there. Things of the New Testament grace. It's going to help you understand the past tense, the present tense, and the uh, present continuous tense of what Christ has done for us. So, there are things you still got to do because you are born again. Things like run the race, you know. So, there are things you ought to do. But though he has enabled you to do some things. He has enabled you to do some things. Look at the Second Corinthians, uh, Second Timothy, not Second Corinthians. We've been looking at this text, Second Timothy 4, verse 7. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, it says, 2 Timothy 4, 7, it says, I have fought a good fight of faith. It says, I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. I have fought a good fight of faith. I have finished my course. In our says, and I have kept the faith. 
So that shows I've told us in the course of this series that there are things or you can start your life and end it on the proper note. That is, you can begin a race and know when you have ended it. And I told you that is not the end of a race. Uh, it, that is actually not the end. So I have fought the fight and I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. So there are active things you've got to do. In 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24, 1 Corinthians 9 24, It says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth a prize, so run that what ye may obtain. It says you should run. So you see that there are still things you have to do. You have to run. So I say, is it physical running? <laughs> is it a relay race? No. <laughs> but there is a run in Christianity. Tell you say there is a run. All right, cool. Now look at in Colossians 4, verse 12. Colossians 4, verse 12. Now, let's look at this guy, Epaphras. Uh, look at it in Colossians 4, verse 12. It says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, and now says, saluted you. And what is he doing? Now, who is this guy, Epaphras? If you read in Colossians 1, Epaphras like was like their minister, was like their pastor. You see in Colossians 1, verse 7, where it says, as you have learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is one of you, a faithful minister of Christ. So, Epaphras is that guy who is their minister, or let's say, let's, let's call him like their pastor, preaching to them and telling them, I have, I am praying for you that you stand perfect. Look at what he says. He says, pray, laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God for your life. So, he is praying fervently for you that you stand perfect and completely in what? The will of God for your life. So, that shows to you that when it comes to following the will of God for your life, is not a joke. For a minister or a church or a pastor to be praying this, do you know what it calls fervently? Fervently means with much vigor, with much, uh, with much, uh, how do I, what, what word now can I use? With much intensity, with much fervency. It says he was praying fervently for them that they stand perfect and complete in all the will of God for their lives. So you got to understand something. That the will of God or following the will of God for your life can't be a joke. If it costs Epaphras to pray that much, then it means that following that plan, following that will of God can't be a joke. That means there is something we need to understand as touching the will of God for our lives. It's not a tea party. There's, there's a statement that somebody wrote. He said, the secret of his choice faith is in your daily routine. That is, what do you do daily? Many of us, we don't still have a proper routine of what we do daily. For instance, let, let's, give it, let's, let, let's look at an instance now. Let's say you get healed in a service. 
right? A lot of people will ask me questions like, ah, uh, but what if somebody get healed? Uh, can the person still fall sick later? Why not? Why not? The person can still fall sick. So what happens when the person falls sick of the same sickness he was healed of? He has to stand on the word. He has to stay on God's word to be healed. Is the stain of God's word that keeps him healed. That's why I, I this, this is a teaching I hold you as a church. And the title of that teaching is when there is no change as yet. That is, when you public pray as touching a situation and you don't see the results. I'll probably teach you, I know before the ending of this year I should do that. But, so, you just have to keep being on the word. Proverbs 4 verse 20. It says you should feed on the world. So you have to obey the will of God. The will of God, let me, let me tell you that. Let me tell you something about the will of God. The will of God is not as complicated as many people think it is. It is not as complicated. Yesterday we look at the fact that we are obedient children. Look at it in uh, second, look at it in Ephesians 2. Look at Ephesians 2. Let me show you something quickly. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, look at what happened in verse 1. It says, And you are the quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the priest of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. So those who have not believed the gospel are called children of what? Disobedience. Look at Ephesians 5, verse 6. Ephesians 5, verse 6. Ephesians 5 verse 6. It says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because these things come upon the rod of God, upon who? The children of who? Disobedience. So men who have not believed the gospel are naturally disobedient children to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now look at the man who has believed the gospel. 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1, 13 to 14. 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 You know, in today's meeting, I'm just going to yield to the Holy Ghost to talk to you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. 1 Peter 1, 13 to 14. It says, Wherefore, guard up loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to brought unto you in the revelation of Christ. And that says in verse 14, as what? As what? Obedient children, not fashioning yourself. So a man who is born again is what? An obedient children. He's an obedient child. That means he can naturally do God's will. The spirit of God in the life of a man can cause him to do God's will naturally. Our nature is obedient. We actually don't struggle to obey God. We don't. We don't. It's a disobedient child or a man who has believed, who has not believed the gospel that struggles to obey God. The nature of the Spirit of God inside us does not cause us to disobey God. Look at in Ezekiel 36. Look at Ezekiel 36. Look at what he said he would do to us in Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36. Look at Ezekiel 36. You should be there, right? Ezekiel 36 verse 26. Ezekiel 36 verse 26. Are you there? Ezekiel 36 verse 26. Are you there? 
I'll wait for you. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, And a new heart will I wait for you. And a new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart of your flesh. And I will give you the heart of your flesh. In that sense, what, what did he say in verse 27? I will put my spirit within you. Because of that spirit. Now, have you received the spirit? As a man who is born again has received the spirit. Now, what would he do with the spirit he has received within you? What's the next phrase? He says, I will cause you. So, it is actually God that will cause you to do it. I will cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgments and do them. So, it's a man who has not believed the gospel that wrestles to obey God. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? It's a man who has not believed the gospel. That struggles to obey God. A man who has not believed the gospel wrestles with the instructions of God. A man who has not believed the gospel is adding to the instructions of God. But a man who has believed the gospel, there is something within you that naturally can yield to God. So I told us yesterday, I said, the word of God is not burdensome. His commandments are not burdensome. Look at it in 1 John 5. 1 John 5. 1 John 5. Verse 3. 1 John 5 verse 3. Look at 1 John 5 verse 3. 1 John 5 verse 3. He says, For the love of God, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not what? Grievous. When it says commandment in the New Testament, commandment means instructions. So, his instructions to the believer are not grievous. That word grievous means they are not burdensome. They don't stress you. He says, my burden is easy or my yoke is light and my burden is easy. So, his instructions are not burdensome. His burden is light and his yoke is easy. So, you don't, so it is not difficult to, to, so it's not difficult for the believer to obey God's instruction. So let's bring it home now. It's not difficult for the believer to obey God's plan for his life. That means, don't forget, he said, what did he say in Jeremiah 31? He will cause you to walk according to his tashura. So that means God is the author of our lives, right? Is the steering wheel, right, guys? Is that God is that guy driving us and we are the passenger seat, right? So he says it will cost us. So instead of saying, you know, I, in the beginning of this series, I told us a GPS, right? How you start your GPS and say starting route to whatsoever address. Let's call it starting route to Supernatural Community Church route, right? Now, imagine, you know, when you start coming, when you start getting to Lay Station Road, yeah, you will start offing your GPS. God is that guy that will not off his GPS. Are you getting what I'm saying? He will take you there and be prompt. See, they say you have arrived. He says, I will cause you to walk in my status. He's the one that is doing it. So, what happens to the believer is that your mindset is actually the problem. I said something. I said, many people can be dancing around the will of God like this, going in circles around the will of God, and they never obey it. Why? Because of their mindset. 
Because a man who is born again, a man who is born of the Spirit, naturally can obey God. Naturally. Naturally. He said his commandments are not burdensome. His instructions are not burdensome. So, God's instructions are not as complicated as you think. No, 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 no. That's what you will see. Some people say, I, I was giving an example yesterday. I say, some people think, say, ah, God sent me to Afghanistan. And you will say, he, Afghanistan? Ah, why not just stay in New York and enjoy life? The person he sent is not burdensome to the person. It's you that he has not sent. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying, guys? You know, that's why you see some people say, I'm just leaving. I, I, I sense God telling me to go to a village or go to a bush or something. And you say, bush? Uh-uh, what are you doing there? God's instruction is not burdensome to the person. It is you. It is burdensome to you because you are not the one with the instruction. Are you following what I'm saying carefully, guys? Okay. So, what happens to the man who is born again? The mindset. His mindset needs to be adjusted. His mindset needs to understand that he has to follow the will of God. And that's why I told you, in following the will of God for your life, it's on a daily routine. What do you do daily? Do you pray daily? Do you feed on God's word daily? Those things matter in your promptiness of obeying the leading of God's spirit for your life. So that shows the man in Christ has a spirit energizing ability to follow the will of God for his life. He says, look at how he says it in Ephesians 3, according to the power that worketh in us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. He says, he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to the power that work in us. Where is that power? In Ephesians 1 verse 19, it says the power is already at work in the believer. And we said that word work means energy, like a machine. What does that word work it means? It's like a machine, right? It's, so that word work it now, I don't know if you have worked in warehouse before, it's like a machine, like, you know, that's stopping. So there is that energizing thing a continuous walking of the spirit within the believer. So that means as you are sleeping, you can catch a prompting. Even in your dream, you can catch something. Even when you are not interested, even when you are watching a movie and you are not even interested in whatever, you can still catch a prompting. God can talk to you. It doesn't result to talk to the believer. Because there is that ever walking spirit walking with the believer. It's like a machine. That's the best way I can explain it. It's like a machine. Ooh, something is working and it doesn't turn on, turn off. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that thing is like it has the ability to help you follow the will of God for your life. Look at Philippians 2. Let's, let's look at something intricate in this session this morning. Are you understanding me this morning? Well, look at Philippians 2. Philippians 2, verse 13. He says, let your... Mm. 
Philippians 2. Look at what he says. He says, For it is God which worketh in you to do in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So that means the power of God is at work in the believer today. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And let me tell you something. Prayer makes power available. But prayer doesn't bring the power. The power is already with you in the, as a believer. What does prayer do? Prayer just makes you conscious of the power. It makes it available. You don't receive any more power after you've gotten saved. No, 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 no. Lord, give me more power. No, no, no. There's nothing like that. You've gotten all the power from salvation. So that shows. So coming back down, in 1 John 5, verse 3 that we read, is instructions are not impossible for you to obey. I told you, I said, the will of God is not grievous. No, 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 no. It's not grievous. The will of God is not grievous. It's not a burden to your life. So that means God tells you, don't take that in. It's not a burden to your life. No, 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 no. A lot of people just feel like, ah, how many of you have heard things like, maybe you heard things like, hey, if God tells you to do something, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. I agree. But for you, he has told, he has given you the grace to make it easy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not burdensome. So while doing the will of God, he also gives you the ability to carry out the will of God with ease. When you are doing the will of God, he gives you the ability. Good. Look at the 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Look at Paul. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. He says, Unless I should be exalted above male, through the abundance of the revelation there was, that was given to me, a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan buffeted me, lest I should be exalted above one male. In verse 18, that says, But these things I besought the Lord thrice, and they might depart from me. And he said, My grace is what? Sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect. In my weakness, in my weakness, that is God. One thing about God is God does not take persecution. He doesn't take it away. He only strengthens you. So don't think, now that you are a believer, when persecution comes, God will just eradicate it. No, he will only strengthen you in the persecution. <laughs> because grace simply means an ability to do what, like, like saying, do uh, something you don't, don't merit. And God's word comes to remind you of that. So that means you don't lack the ability. You just have to change your focus on what you feed on. Because if you look at even Jesus, Jesus focused on the scriptures and uh, and um, and he fixed his mind on it. Now let's let's bring this home. Because we are still looking at following God's plan for your life. Amen. You know, one of the reasons why a lot of people don't follow God's plan for their lives is because of pressure. Parental pressure. Remember, we started something. We said the world already has that its own rules and regulations for you. Parental pressures, 
family pressures, uh, it's the same thing. Even families pressures is different. Parental pressure is different from family pressure because they can be cousin pressure, nephew pressure, uncle pressure, <laughs> and uh, now we now live in a social media pressure. So a lot of people don't follow God's plan for their life because of pressure. And you've got to do the will of God for your life. I mean, see, how many of you have started understanding life that not everybody is the same way? How many of you have started understanding life that way? That mm, not everybody is the same way. My path is different from another person's life. How many of you have said that? Ah, people are not the same. We are all created to be human beings, though, but our destinations are different. I don't know if you understand that. See, that is a, that's the first step you must first of all understand. Because if you follow pressure to do anything, <laughs> you're going to miss it. You're going, you're going to miss it. Can you be inspired? Yes. And we're going to get to that point. Can you look at something like, ah, I want to do this. Everybody is a product of, of uh, man is a product of influence. Everybody is influenced somewhere. Everybody is inspired somehow. We, it's normal. But you see, we've got the Holy Ghost in us to help us to do the will of God. And like I said, the rules of, see, let me tell you something. The rules of God does not change you. It does not exempt you from tests and trials. Even despite you are following the will of God, even when you are inside the will of God, like this, you say, oh, this is the will of God. Test and trial is still not going to stop. Sufferings are still not going to stop. It's all there. Because Paul told you just now, he said, I besought the Lord three times. <laughs> he said, God told you, my grace is sufficient for your weakness. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't take anything away. But every test and trial, you see in the will of God, do you know what it comes to do? It comes to help you get better and to help your focus. But a lot of us miss the point. Once we see tests and trials and contrary winds like this, we get shaking, just like Peter in the, on the sea. We just get shaking like, ah! No, you keep your focus. You keep your focus. So, that mean, does that mean that things will always go smoothly? Ne Even Jesus never promised us that. He said, in this world, you have tribulations. You will have everything. He says, but I have overcome them all. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, tests and trials are going to come. Contrary winds are going to come. Even inside the will of God that you are following. You must not lose that. Don't always think, now that I follow the will of God, I expect... I expect that Elon Musk will just transfer all the money in his account, give me his shares on Twitter, give me uh, all the things he holds. No, that's not what it means. Tests and trials will come, issues will come, but they come to strengthen our focus. They come to strengthen your resolve. So that means that you and I need to understand that We've got to keep our focus. And see, one of the best ways to keep our focus is having a good devotion. Do you have a good prayer life, a consistent life with the Word? It keeps your focus going. 
that's why I said it is in your daily routine. If your daily routine is offered, your prayer life is inconsistent, your study life is inconsistent, your, your private devotion with the word and prayer, you know, and even the, the local church, if, if those things are, are, are missing somewhere, it can help you, it might, there's a way you can just feel discouraged. So, you've got to understand that you should not follow pressure. And now let's, I've been trying to build things, so I, I think we should become more practical, right? I want us to get more practical. We've been trying to be more practical in the last couple of sessions we've had on this series. Now, there's a big question that you must ask, and we must ask ourselves in this series. And that is, is it wrong for me to dream big, desire big, um, desire good houses, good cars, good um, maybe private jets, dress well, you know, all of those things. Is it wrong to have those desires and still follow the will of God? It's not wrong. No, it's not. You should have them. You should have those desires. But what happens to you as a believer? Look at in Psalm 127 verse 1. What happens to you as a believer? Psalm 127 verse 1. It says, except the Lord build a house, they that labor in vain that build it, they labor in vain that build it, except the Lord keep his city, the watchman waketh but in vain. So the best way to have those desires is that, let me tell you, you've got to carry God in your dream and aspirations. You've got to carry God along. Is it wrong to have a desire to have a good house, to buy a good car, to drive a Ferrari, a Rolls Royce, you know, a Mercedes Benz, Mercedes Benz S Class, C Class, you know, get your own private jet imprinted with your name Benson, you know, uh, that, that's going to be a good private jet, you know. Uh, so I said, no, I, I, why not my name? I mean, that's my, my own desire. <laughs> put a book by me just and put Benson there, yeah, just Benson. I don't want my last name. My, my, I don't want my first name. My first name is too Yorubaish. Just Benson, you know. <laughs> good one, good stuff, right? You know, I'm with Elik Pad picks you up from service. You know, church will be you. You'll be so sweet to serve Jesus. You know, an Elipad drops. An Elipad drops you. We have an Elipad in church here. He just drops you on the roof. You just climb the stairs down. I mean, and you go back home through an early party. There's an early party in your house. You know, you say, wow, good life. You say, I'm just serving Jesus. He said, praying to us now. Oh, Shifra, go, Sima. Uh, you know, you just, it's so good. It's, it's not bad, right? So I say, ah, God, why, God, please pity me and let this happen. It's not bad to have those, those ambitions. But you see, you've got to carry God along with your dreams and aspirations. Because if, if it is wrong to have desires, then it's wrong to pray. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Let me say it again. If it is wrong to have desires, then it is wrong to pray. Because prayer is praying our desires out. 
I hope you understand what I just said. Let me see your hand if you do. Good. Prayer is praying your desires out. So, but sometimes when we seek the Lord in our dreams and aspirations, he gives us a redirection. Many of us will want to become the president of the United States, we want to become governors, we want to become mayors. We want to, you know, have that, you know, but you see, in that 16, the Holy Ghost said that he forbade them just to preach the word. Since they were pressing the spirit not to go to Asia to preach. So sometimes, when we pray, that's why I, I spoke about the place of personal devotion. I spoke about the place of your daily routine. What do you do daily? Do you feed on the word daily? Do you pray daily? Because once you do that, there's a way you can naturally just be in tune to following God. See, Sometimes when we seek the Lord in our dreams, in our aspirations, it gives us a redirection. That's why, how many of you, when you pray in the Holy Ghost a lot, some things you wanted to do before, you would just have it, you would just have a disdain towards it. How many of you that has happened to you before? That you just prayed in the Holy Ghost and you are about to do something and you just stopped it. Let me see your hands. If that has happened to you before, it should happen to you. You are a believer. Well, you just read, you just ah, no, 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 no. It's not yet time. I, this is going to happen, no, but it's not yet time. You know, it, that's why prayer, one thing prayer does is prayer reorganizes our steps. It rearranges, it just rearranges our plan. And that is why I'll say this to you never find it difficult. To stop what you are doing just because you want to try to please people. A lot of us could have taken a step like this and you know you've missed it. Don't find it difficult to turn back just because you want to please somebody. Or just because you've got a point to prove. Or just because you have told somebody you are going to do it. Even me as your pastor, there are things I say that we're going to do in ministry and I come out and say, bro, <laughs> we're going, we ain't doing that yet. We're not doing it. Never. Yeah, because we have dreams. We have aspirations. I'll just say, ah, let's let's just start this, you know. Let's, you know. I remember when we wanted to, um, I remember when we wanted to um, get on the internet. It took us a while. Why? It's not as if we didn't have the capacity to do it at, at the beginning. We just said, we wanted to get on it at some point. At the early stage, we said, no, it's not yet time. So we prayed. We waited on God. God should tell us when it is time. And we waited. Can we have done it and at our own time? Why not? But we would just rather, you know, like that scripture says, except the Lord build the house. I don't know about you. I rather, I rather let God build his house. So I don't labor in vain. I don't know that's how you get. I don't even I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I rather just let God just you know, be the, be the driver instead of me driving my own self. I'd rather let God just, you know, you know, even as touching your finances. I remember, even as touching finances, the Lord can lead you on how to spend your money. So I say, that's superstitious. I have my plan. Well, you can get some certain amount of money and you can just blow it up and you'll be wondering why 
why did I blow this kind of amount? I just got about $10,000 and I can't even account for anything. See, I, I believe if you have if you have trusted God and Lord, you know, you can actually lead me on, on what to do with this money. <laughs> I trust God. He is going to direct your steps. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, you, that's why, like I'm saying it again, never find it difficult to stop what you're doing when you know you're doing something wrong. Never. The very, I, like I told you, the man who is born again is an obedient child. Only a disobedient child is an unbeliever. And you're not an unbeliever. So don't try to please people because everybody is going in this direction. You have to go in this direction. Everybody is building houses. You uh, and all of you, let's say, let's say there are three friends. Let's give it, let's give it a vague example. Three friends with the same amount of money. One friend says he wants to use his money to build house. Another says, oh, because you are building us, I'll build house. You are now the third friend. You now say, okay, I'll build house too. And the Lord is telling him, give the money to church. Someone say, that's extreme. <laughs> Someone say, no, nah, that's extreme. <laughs> no, it's not extreme. That's God leading you. You know, it's God leading you. Let's stay on that money for a while. You know, how many of you have received on how many of you have received money from unwarranted sources before? Or somebody just texted you and just said, I'm impressed in my spirits to, to give you money. Nobody? Ha. I believe that things like that should happen to you. Someone just texts you randomly and just says, I just wanted to give you this. Let me see your hand if that has happened to you before. Okay, cool. Do you know what happened? Do you know that? That means that the person yielded to God. How many of you, you, that happened to you when you needed it? When you kind of needed it a lot. Now, that means that the person who gave you that money yielded to God. It's not, stop thinking coincidence. I'm not doing coincidence with you. Miss me with that coincidence shit. <laughs> it's no coincidence. Now, look at something. There is, you too can also be led to give somebody money. So, hey, wow. I never knew. Yeah, now you know. You can also be. I tell you, personally, personally, I cannot count how many times. And that's why, because you are a believer, it meets your need. Go and listen to our series on New Testament Ministry of Angels. You start understanding what I'm talking about now. I cannot count how many times I have been in need and somebody randomly just texted me and gave me even more than the exact money I was looking for. I cannot count it. So see, does that really happen? Yes, it does happen in this same America. Yeah. Because people used to think people don't give people money in America. People do give people money. I have a pastor friend. He was sharing with me. He said, um, him and his wife was stranded. We're almost stranded at this point in this same United States. He said him and his wife were almost stranded at a point. And somebody just called them and said, 
take a hand, free of charge. Don't pay rent, just stay here free and live good. Ah, I thought it was a joke till I went there myself and I saw the people who gave them the house. <laughs> Recently, just told me that somebody called him and said, do you, do you, are you in need of a car? Because I've just been impressed in my spirit that the Lord wants me to give you a car. And the man, and, and he showed me the picture and said, they gave him a Benz. <laughs> you know, see, people, God can, I don't know why I'm talking in this direction. This is, not, this is totally off my message. God can actually place your needs in the hearts of people to meet yours. Do you know what happens? You just have to pray that they are willing. Because he is not going to come down. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is not going to come down to meet the need. He is going to meet the need through a man. Right? It's men that walk on the face of this earth. So now, let me ask you. How many of you have needs? Let, let me ask. Let me, let, let's, let's talk. Please, I need everybody to focus now because this is going to bless you. How many of you have things you need? How many of you know that that thing you need is in the hands of somebody? How many of you know that that thing you need, somebody has it in abundance in this same city? How many of you believe that? Now, so that means your steps just has to be orchestrated. That's all. You don't understand. Your steps just has to be orchestrated. I have walked up to somebody before and the person told me, ah, I've been wanting to talk to you about something. I said, about what? And the person told me something I, was need, need, I needed. Okay, let me give you an instance. 2021, I needed to travel. I needed to travel very urgently. I, it, was, it was a short, I planned that travel within two weeks and I didn't have a dime. I still don't know why I'm saying this, but <laughs> I beg you pay attention. I'm sure you're going to leave this service today and things are going to happen. You know, we said the doors are, the walls are falling down. Okay. <laughs> so now watch me carefully. Now see, 2021, I was somewhere. So now, I didn't even have a dime. I was just praying to God like, you know, Lord, you meet my needs. I trust you. Then I agreed with a friend to pray with me that, okay, but, and he told me, man of God, I'm seeing you. He mentioned the date. He said, man of God, I'm going to see you this way. I don't know how it's going to happen, but God is going to make it happen. A friend just called me and said, are you planning a travel? I said, ah, <laughs> I am like, but I don't have the resources to go. But he said, well, I just have this $900. I just got it. I mean, from a scholarship or something. I can't remember where exactly she got the money from. And she just said, I'm led to give you the money. I said, hey, wow, okay, that's cool. I said, I'm, I'm just led to give you the money. I don't know what to do with it. Ah, I know what to do with it. So give me. And that's how I got the money. Somebody now said, I was also led to give you another $100. Okay, 1000 sorted. And I had $100 in my account. One, one, ticket sorted. That was how I bought my ticket. Now, the money I now spent in the country I went to, 
A friend just texted me and said, I just called a friend and said, do you know that God is telling you, you, to send me money? She said, I know it. I've just been hiding and been running away. I said, she said, she said, I've actually been running away from me. She said, why did you have to tell me? I've been, see, she said, I've been seeing you in my dreams for the past two days or so. I said, eh, obey God now. I said, oh yeah, obey God. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm actually very serious. This is, mm, see, when we say following God somewhere, we're like, there is such a thing as your steps being orchestrated to the right place. Let me explain this thing to you. There's such a thing as when you stand up from your bed in the morning, the Spirit of God can direct you and say, you know, instead of, instead of going to work on time this morning, get to work at this time. I know your, your normal time is 9 o'clock, but try and get to work at 8.30 and just walk around the building and you just meet, just, and see, but you know what, what we're trying to do as believers? We try to make that, you know, I told us, I corrected us, I said, we should not call that thing, thing. We try to make that Holy Ghost voice in our heart. We are trying to make sense of it. We are trying to make logical sense. What does the Holy Ghost mean by stand up on time, move early, and you are wrestling with it, you are wrestling with it. No, you don't wrestle with the voice of God. You don't. I won't forget. There was a day I had an exam in IUPU. I will never forget it some years ago. I didn't know there was going to be traffic because as at that time, that was early Indiana stages before traffic was filled in the downtown then. I didn't know there was going to be traffic. I just had a strong urge and it was a morning exam. I just had a strong urge that. The, I think the exam was stated to be 10, no, 10, 15, 10, 10 something. And on the norm, me, I would get to school. 9.50 each. To just park, settle, run, then, you know. But I just had a strong God that morning. Leave your house by 7. Ha! It didn't make sense. Men and brethren, that instruction did not make sense. I just kept thinking to myself, leave your house at 7. Leave your house at 7. Exam is at 10. What am I going to be doing at 7? Lo and behold, I grudgingly, you know when they say grudgingly obeyed. Do you know, people were stuck in traffic. The traffic started around 8.30 and it didn't stop till 12 that day. I was like, some people missed the exams because of that traffic. And I'm like, Lord, I eat. I eat. <laughs> I'm not joking. Now, this is just in a daily routine. Like, this, I've had times where probably I'm on a long road trip and the Spirit of God just said, don't pass that GPS. Take this exit. Take the next one. And I will not pass. And it's like the Spirit of God just leading me through another exit. And I will not be wondering what is happening. Probably when I now see the news. Because I watch news and I will not look at that incident. I'm like, ah, there was actually an accident there someday. It happened to me. That was, um, I think there was a trip I took to Ohio someday to, uh, uh, I forgot what I went to do there. This was in 2018 or so. And I just had that sense in not to pass that place. 
And that was it. See, there is such a thing as God orchestrating your steps. Orchestrating your steps. I'm still saying it again. Such that you can wake up in the morning and you can, and the Spirit of God can just tell you, actually, now call that recruiter. They have the job now. Yes, they told you they didn't have the job last week. And the Spirit of God can tell you, call the recruiter today now. And just discuss with the person. And he will give you the right words to say. If, if at all you don't know anything to do, when you have a prompting, just pray. You will yield to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? See, because... Hmm, see, the inward witness is like a check to us. Let me tell you what the inward witness does. It's like a check to us. How many of you, you've... You want to, how many of you, even in the natural things, you want to buy something even online, you want to do an online transaction, maybe buy something on Amazon, and somewhere in your spirit, you just lost peace. I mean, it's something you need, though. I don't know if that has happened to you before. Somewhere in your spirit, you just, it just felt like, how many of you, that has happened to you before? See, let me tell you, you know what happened? You will now logically think about it and say, ah, but I need it now. Uh, what's there? But do you know what? Think about it much later. There will be something you needed that exact money to do that you were not able to do later. And the Spirit of God was trying to keep your money. You might not get what I'm saying. Even in a little thing, like, maybe let me just, I just like this makeup, let me just order it. And you will just lose your peace. That's what the Eat word Witness does. It puts your life on a check that, okay, it's like a navigator, stop it. Mm, mm, hold on. Just relax. It just, see, that thing, eh, it puts you on, on a cutting edge like, bro, calm down. See, I can tell you so many, if I'm to start stories today and tell you how the inward witness has helped me, in life, in ministry, in different things. <laughs> we won't live here today. We won't live here today. In fact, see, eh, you just have to obey God. You really just have to. I remember when I was coming to Rochester, the Lord told me to get to Rochester at this particular date and at a time. And I obeyed. And guess what? I was wondering, what was I doing in this city this night? And he told me I was going to meet somebody, right? And when I met the person, the person was even abusing me and insulting me that who comes to Rochester without the plan? Guess what? I got hungry. But do you know that that same person gave one of us job? And the person worked there for months. I just remember when the person came and said, ah, Sir, I don't have a job. I just say, ah, call this person. And the person, <laughs> person the, so that was why he came early for another person. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So what if I didn't come? Maybe the person would not have a job. A person might be frustrated and, <laughs> and do something else that is not in God's plan. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So, the inward witness acts like, acts like that umpire, like that check within your spirit. 
How many of you have gone to a job interview before? And as they interview you, you just know, this is not it. How many of you that has happened to you before? You say, nah. How many of you have gone to a place, you say, ah, I trust God, this is the place. How many of you, even though they did not give you the job, but you just know that this is the place. How many of you that has happened to you before? See, let me tell you something. When that happens, start praying. Especially when you know this is the place, start praying. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Increase your prayer. Don't just get, get excited and start shouting it about. Start praying. There is nothing about the will of God that takes away prayer. Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even when he wanted to go and die on the cross, in the mouth of Gethsemane, he was still praying. So the inward weakness comes to us. Look at it in Acts 18. Are you learning something, guys? I'm teaching you how to follow God's leading for your life. Look at it in Acts 18, verse 5. Acts 18, verse 5. I, I would love everybody to get there so that we can look at it. Acts 18, verse 5. Acts 18, verse 5. He says, And when Silas and Timotheus were come to Macedonia, Paul was what? He says, Paul was pressed in his spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. Emphasis on that word, pressed in his spirit. It was just as it were, you know, like that hold, like, how of you have been, see, okay, let me, let, me, let me ask you a question. This is outside preaching now. How many of you, you meet somebody, let's say, even you're just shopping in Walmart, or shopping on a norm, and you just have a strong impression in your heart to just talk to somebody. Not even about the gospel, just say something to somebody. How many of you have had that impression? See, let me tell you something. Many of what you are missing in your life eh, <laughs> can be traced to that conversation. If only you have obeyed. See, if I don't know anything at all, how are you? Um, is everything good? How will just start? You never can tell because the answers to your prayer, now this is even in the natural, the answers to your prayer are in the hands of men. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I remember me and my younger sister, we went to a meeting in 2021 or 2020 and I just told my sister, I said, I don't know how we're getting no more. I'm giving out all my money in this meeting and <laughs> we'll trust God for go home and I don't have gas in my car that much. The money I wanted to use for gas, I've given everything for because I just enjoyed the service, the move of God's spirit. We, we traveled down to the meeting, I think, about an hour away from the house or so. And we just, I said, oh, my younger sister, I said, I don't have this money. I just, I just know we will get home and my gas is already yellow. My sister said, ha! Ah! He said, ah, how we do? I said, we trust God. Something will take also. I said, I've emptied my wallet, see my card, everything. I've dumped, I've dropped all my money here. <laughs> I said, we just woke up to us and said, hi, the Spirit of God said I should give you this money. I don't know why I'm talking money this morning. <laughs> That's not what I tried to talk about. <laughs> but probably, maybe it's going to bless you. It's just, ah, the Spirit of God said I should give you this money. My youngest sister quickly tagged along as her sister and said, <laughs> that's how they gave her money too. And that's how we got home. I mean, substantial money that helped us for a week 
he should know his money. More than the amount that we even drop. Okay, more than my emptying my account. Someone just walked up and said, take. The Spirit of God said, I should give you. But see, let me tell you something. Sometimes, some don't know how to yield to the Spirit of God. You that have that intuition because you are born again, you just have to start the conversation. It's just like the job issue I was just talking to you about. I walk up to the woman because the Spirit of God told me, you are going to meet somebody who is going to help you. So I just walked up to the woman and said, Hi, I'm new in Rochester. I don't know, I don't know what do you do. And that's how we, we exchanged contacts. She gave me a card that I never used till when I needed it. And when I needed it, she remembered me. This is months, a, months away. So even in your daily activities, you could just probably in a parking lot, you just say, you just have that impression that go and talk to this person. Just say hello. <laughs> okay, because I travel a lot, I remember I was, I was seated on a plane one day. I was seated on the hair one day and I sat down with this man. This man doesn't look Christian. In fact, he put a cap, he put a earring. He just, he doesn't look. You know, you know, there's a way Christians dress. This guy, he, he, there was a big shade, there was everything. And she said, talk to this man. So me, my own talk to this man, I just felt like, I have somebody to preach the gospel to. Lo and behold, brethren. <laughs> this man is actually a pastor. He was the one who was prophesying and giving me things about my, things I needed. Not just that, he was also a strong businessman. And me that have been looking for connection. You don't understand. Every businessman needs connection. Me that I've been looking for connection, that, okay, how do you do this? And I've been struggling to understand that area as touching, uh, it's, okay, let me tell you, this is church. It's as touching this real estate thing. I've been struggling to, I want to do it so bad. So I've been struggling to understand what it is, and this man just started putting me through. And this is somebody I thought I wanted to preach to. Like, I, what's up? Do you know Jesus? I was even like, do you know Jesus? He said, <laughs> he just laughed. <laughs> he said, <laughs> said, you know, a lot of people see my earrings <laughs> and think that I'm not Christian. You know, sometimes we just have to leave some, leave, leave and breathe sometimes. And that's how, that's how he was talking. He, just, he was just giving me cool voice. And just, he just, the next thing we did, we started praying inside the plane. I'm not joking. We heard that and we started praying. I said, ah, somebody I wanted to preach to. He just said, hey, do you do business? I said, ah. <laughs> this is just December. Do you do And I said, yeah. <laughs> he just showed me the list of how he does it, what he does. He told me, text me, you can put me through. Ah, bro, you don't, you don't waste time with that contact. Good morning, sir. <laughs> I am the same guy you met. I tested, we started. That is it. He lives in Florida. And me, I did not know. Just by conversation. I remember I was in Ghana this year. And I was sat down beside somebody in the plane. And the same thing happened again. This one was even a Muslim. 
but a Muslim opened to the gospel. I will forget. And he just told me, I will just converse his essay. So he saw, he saw, I don't know what he saw. He probably saw my phone or saw my Bible or saw something. I don't know. He said, you look like a pastor. I said, ah, how do you know? And I didn't, I just wore a round neck. I just, you know, I, I don't dress like Supernatural Community Church. <laughs> I, don't, I don't dress that way, no. I just wore something very, something. And he just said, you look like a pastor. I said, ah, well, true, I am. He said, hey. He said, you people that are all this pastor. And he just said, it was just inquisitive. He just said, tell me more. He said, I used to be, he said, my wife is a Christian, a very good Christian. My children are Christian, but me, I've chosen to just be a Muslim just because of some experiences I had as a child, this and that. I'm like, okay, um, I can help you out. Let's talk about it. We started talking, and that's how I didn't know that this man I was sitting down at the multinational business. From the cover, he just said, I'm interested. I said, I like your own perspective. Your own perspective of Christianity is quite different from everything I've heard. I said, Thank God. I said, and that's how we started talking. We are, in fact, we still texted some two weeks ago. We said, like, oh, And that's how we said, um, The business aspect, we, we, we have not started planning, okay, we'll talk about this, we'll talk about that, just from conversation. Some, some of you, your mouth is too quiet. All this eh, American life of eh, don't talk to people, mind your business. <laughs> your answers are in the hands of men. Hear what I'm saying? Your answers are what? what I'm, say it again, guys. My answers are in the hands of men. God does not come down to meet a need. He used fellow men. You just have to meet the right person. That's all. You just have to meet the right person. I don't know how I will. Money, there's nothing like money in my notes today. <laughs> but you know, I just do. I'm, I'm just going to trust God to speak to you by the Holy Ghost. Amen. This, see, you just have to meet the right person. Just the right person. That's all. I remember when I was in France, I noticed something. The Spirit of God just told me pray around a certain area, and I just did. I noticed that ever since I came out from France, we've been having listings in our in our media from France, and I don't know how. I'm sure it's that area I prayed. I've been tracking it. There is actually no two weeks. There is no listing on our social media of in France. And it's just by just a prompting. Spirit of God just told me, just pray around this place. So I just took time, prayed around the place, and you know. And I noticed it almost at least every two, three weeks. There's a listing from France. And I used to chase the region deliberately. I've just been monitoring, like, okay, just by obeying God. See, the will of God is more burdensome. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are just going to open up, right? Say, I can open up, I can open up to the Spirit of God. Just have to open up. It can just be a conversation. Somebody just stop. So somebody can just stop you and say, don't, don't just be that hostile. Hebrews 13, verse 1. Look at Hebrews 13, verse 1. Look at it now. Let's, let's read it together. Let, let everybody go there. This is not part of my sound, but before I came this morning, I told myself, 
I hear God tell me to just yield to his spirit to talk. So I believe this is probably what he wants you to hear. Amen. Amen. Because if you check my, I've not even crossed the, the eyes and the tears of my notes to this morning. <laughs> Look at in Hebrews 13 verse 2. Look at what it says. It says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers. Let's read together. For thereby some have entertained angels unaware. So all those hostility you create around your life, it can't help you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All those hostility you create around you, somebody stop you and say, ah, no, no, no. Uh, not interested. Not ready. At least you will first hear what the person has to say. See, me, I need help. There is nobody that stopped me today. I will sit with you till I know that <laughs> you cannot help me. <laughs> I don't know about you. Especially anytime I'm traveling, I make sure I pray very well. Because especially any country, any country I'm entering, I don't know who is who. Because rich people don't dress like rich people. That's something I've observed. The guy I told you, sat beside me, that is a Muslim. The guy was traveling. In fact, his passport was different. He had a, he had a different um, diplomatic or something passport. They gave him an emergency passport. I was like, how did you get this guy? I've never seen this guy. The passport. He said, he he you can't understand. He said, I do some things with the guy. I said, ah. He's one of all these people that does candy, sweets, all this. He has all this. All this. I, won't, I don't want to mention the name because of, we are recorded. All this candy sweet. I was like, ah, ah wow. I said, and this, I said, and you are sitting like this with me. I said, hey, bro, <laughs> give me your number. <laughs> see, I, I will, I'm very, see, you have to be, even here all states. Good morning, ma. I said, sometimes I go to the back to gist with them. I don't know who is going to help me. I, I don't know about you. Me, I'm looking for help. You may not be looking for <laughs> So me, when I see for that, that I'm not feeling sleepy like this one, I'm on the air. I go to the air upstairs. Hi, you look good. I just start, I just start. From there, we start interacting. We start talking. I remember I was in Ghana. I quickly made friends. Sharp, sharp. So that anytime I enter Ghana, I know who to go and talk to. <laughs> I don't know about you. You can't live your life with uh, somebody stopping you and say, leave me alone. Ah, me, I'm ready, I have time. Let's talk. Until I know that, ah, don't have anything meaningful. And I say, alright, I think I gotta go now, you know. <laughs> I just said, I don't know about you. Ah, who knows? He says you wait. He says me, don't. He says you entertain strangers. I'm going to teach you. Please, I beg you, listen to our series on Ministry of Angels. Angels speak on human body and comes to you and come to you. God does not print money in heaven. There's no money in heaven. There's only money on earth. There's no Rolls Royce in heaven. I'm not joking. All those things that they say there's man, there's nothing like mansion in heaven. It's only here on earth. So you think there will be building work here? So you think there's block in heaven? Or street lights. Gold is on this earth, so you think they will still be making spiritual gold? <laughs> Whether 
I enjoy this life. This life is not as difficult if you know how to, if you just know how to not be hostile. Just see, what I'm sharing with you today, if you look at my notes, it's not there. I believe God is talking to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, do you, so, and let me tell you something. The word witness is not logical. The Lord can just tell you, maybe march on this person and get his attention. You say, me? Ha, ye. They play. The word witness is not logical. It's not. It's not logical. It's something, it's not something, many a times it's not something you can wrap your head around. It's really not. I've, I've had the Lord tell me to do some crazy things that I'm wondering, what does this mean? That it might even take me years to understand. I say, ah, this thing, this is the reason, no. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is, the evil witness is not logical. See, the, you, the, see, many a time, and that's why many times when you spend time praying, there's a way the Lord can reorganize your step. This is, I, I was sharing with you some, some days ago. I said, there was a day, some years ago, I was going to one. Spirit of God just said, don't go today. I said, ah, why? I just said, just don't go. Stay at home. Ah. And me, I was already looking at all my cancel, cancel off. You know, I said, I should not go again. Lo and behold, the, there was like a blackout or something just happened. People were rushed. <laughs> so that's how I probably maybe be having one defect in my body right now. I'll be preaching to you. It's not logical. I've heard the Lord tell me, don't pass that normal road you are passing today. Pass another one. And by the time I watched news in the night, there was an accident there. Waste time. The exact ramp period of time I wanted to pass. I've heard so many things that doesn't make sense. That there's a day I wanted to travel. It was even some weeks ago. This time where there was wildfire thing. For who remember, I wanted to travel. I wanted to just go to Canada here. And I just told people, I said, I'm not going. People said, why? I said, I'm not going. I just don't, I just, as I prayed, I just felt like I should stay back. I had to call my friend and say, I'm not coming today. This was even wondering what's wrong. The next day, we found out that there was a Wi-Fi and it was at Ontario where I was going. So probably, and do you know that, even the, do you know what happened? Even the time I now went after, I had motion sickness for the first time. I have never had motion sickness on driving. I just felt sick because the atmosphere was so tense. So I was like, what if I now went the very day? See, this thing is not logical. That's why sometimes you want to, and look at it in Philippians 4. Let me show you Philippians 4. See, that's why, see, do you, how many of you, you, you wanted to, how many of you have had this issue before? You, you are trying to say something and the Spirit of God is like, shut up, don't say it. You just lose your peace in talking with somebody. How many of you that has happened to you before? See, but you know what you want to do? You will now start saying, I want to say my mind. I will say my mind. I can never be silenced. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> And you know that, that that mind you have said now puts you in trouble. How many people that has happened to you? 
How could that happen to you? Me, it has happened though. It happened recently. I was, I was having a conversation with one of my friends, and she did something wrong. And I just said, you are just like an unbeliever. And that beca- and I had a witness not to say it. It's just as if, and it became a problem. <laughs> I said, you had to let today, eh? So you are friends with unbeliever. And that's how we started. We started arguing. I said, it's okay now, sorry. Philippians 4. Are you, are you understanding something? Philippians 4. So many a times, you just be saying, you just be saying, ah, I, I want to say something. I don't want to say something. Ah, and this people just don't say, shut up. Just, you know, keep quiet. Or maybe you are talking with somebody or you, you are chatting. You first cancel it. You type it again, you cancel it. It's never you to just Cuckoo not type here. I just say, okay. He said, mm-mm. No. I cannot be silent. It's a risk not to take a risk. I can't be silent. In this world, women can never be suppressed. <laughs> Human rights advocacy, I'm going to say it. And when you now say the problem happened. <laughs> see, see, you will live long if you if you can know how to mind your business and mind it alone. <laughs> Look at Philippians 4, verse 7. Are you learning something? And that's why you, you have to spend time praying well. Because the Spirit of God will guide you. It will channel your thoughts. That's why even as a church, we try to pray before service. So that things that is bothering you. When you start hearing the word, things will start getting clear. Things will just start getting clear. And when you now leave the service, you are leaving the service understanding how to follow God. What to do, how to enjoy your week. See, see, let me tell you, put yourself to a test. You can, when you get home today, pray about your week. Or probably will do that before service. Just pray about it and tell God, I want you to lead me this week. Who to talk to, what to say. What not to see? See, there is right and wrong words. Who exactly I should meet? Some people, they don't reply their messages. If, they, if some people, their only problem is just to go and look at their unread messages and their blessings will be there. That's all. <laughs> no, nah, I, don't, I don't have time. You, know, just, you don't have time. You have not become Dangote. You have not become Elio Mox. You still don't have time. Even when Helio Moss go and still tweet every minute, you say you don't have time. <laughs> Philippians 4 7. Look at something. Look at him. Let's start from verse 6. It says, And the peace, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything in prayers and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So that means if you have prayed, right? You have given it to God, right? In other don't be, don't be anxious. Leave it. He now says, and the peace of God, very key, which passes all understandings, will keep your heart. So that means, look at, look at the progression. He says, be careful for nothing. That means, as a believer, the first thought that should come to our mind is, as far as I pray, things will be settled, right? He now says, let your request be made known to God. But you know what we do? Many times when we finish praying, we now start complaining. <laughs> you have not started. 
you just cancelled everything you did. You just confused your angels. I used to give this best description. I say, I say, you finish praying for money. That's the very minute somebody will call you. I say, do you have money? You now say, I do have. Ah, but you just finish praying and you want to add to me. It's just say, I trust God. That, that statement can never fail. See, because we live in a supernatural world, you must never take out that fact that your words mean a lot. So you are confused. You just say, Lord, I trust you for money. This and that. For my finances. This and that. Somebody just calls you and say, give me money. Say, ah! I'm, see, the way I'm so broke, broke self is even scared of me. <laughs> you just cancelled everything you just did for hours. I won't pray you speak the right words. He says, you shall have whatsoever you say. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, back to this. In that sense, and the peace of God. So, you spend time praying well, right? In that sense, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. I, I told you, that word keep there is like an umpire. So, that means the peace of God is like a navigator. It keeps your mind. So, the peace of God will dispel confusion. It will bring clarity. It will bring unity. It will address. It will just rearrange things. It will just be that guide for you. I always tell people, when you start struggling, even in ministry, let me tell you something, personally, when, if we start a plan like this, and we say, we're going to do this in ministry, and we just, and I just find myself, I'm struggling to do it. Ah, I just, you know, this, this is not God. The, 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 the will of God is not budging so. I just, uh, never, 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 we wait. There's no rush. We are not under pressure. This is for life. We are not trying to close down anytime soon. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So, God won't, see, let me tell you something. When you find yourself running from pillar to post, going, grr, 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 you're just confused. You're not, you're not stable. That's not God, though. That's the devil. Just when you say you're running, see, see, because God will is his own way is peace. You know that statement that people used to say, run away from anything that make you lose your peace. It's true. It's true. I believe it too. You know, I, I was saying this in, in, in sense of relationship. You are talking to somebody, you like the person, you and you just, just say like. The person just asks you out. You have been chatting for one year. You probably have already even started saying you love, you love, you love. The person just says, let's just, let's just, let's just put a commitment to this. Let's define this thing properly. The person says, will you be my girlfriend? You say, ah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you even been doing? <laughs> it's not shoko. It's something. It's something. You have to pay attention to it. It's something. Or, let's just say, will you marry me? And you are right for marriage. But you just look at him and say, ah. Mm. Let's just pray about it more. It's a lie. Yes. <laughs> Check it well. 
God does, is not that God that makes you run from pillar to post. Grr, 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 grr. You did this, you did this, you did No stable thing. Do this, do this, that's not God, though. God brings stability and peace. No stability. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. God is not like that. So there are things. So try that's why you should meditate on God's word a lot for your life. Meditate. If you are because if you are confused, you keep getting more confused. The word of God, see, the word of God keeps you, it helps you take control of your life. How many of you, as I'm even teaching, things are becoming clear? That's how the word of God is. It helps your life stay stable. That's why, see, let me tell you, as I begin to close gradually. See, that is why you need the right kind of relationships. I will probably dwell on this more, maybe next week. Or later, you really need the right kind of relationships. See, let me tell you. When you are not clear, as touching what to do, maybe where to go, what to do, let me tell you something. It brings what God does, like it stays with us so long. It might talk to you through your dream, you are not getting it. It might have talked to you through the, and God does not talk to his children through signs and symbols. Don't think God talk, God is light. He's very clear. There's nothing like it's a sign. <laughs> That's not how God talks. You will know his voice. He says, my sheep hear my voice. They know me. He says, the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. So God is not that God that says, it's a sign. It's a sign. It's a season. It's a, it's a rainbow. If snow falls now, this summer, it's a sign. Sign of what? I remember when pandemic come, everyone said Jesus is coming soon. Has he come? Pandemic has gone. He's not coming. He's not planning to. The whole head has not been reached. So forget that one. Are you hear what I'm saying? He is very clear. There's nothing like he speaks to me. I'm not getting it. He showed me picture. Ah, I just see circle. Ah, there's nothing like that. He is very clear when he's talking to his children. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is, he says he is light. In him there is no darkness. Light means illumination. He's clear. You will see it plainly. That's how he talks to his children. So he doesn't talk in eh, codes. Ah, I think, I think, when you, see, when you start doing that, I think, just be praying more. And let me now tell you something. How he works. When it seems like you are not getting him clearly, there are things that, and because, how many of you know there are things that God wants to always tell you? And let me tell you, because you are probably very sentimental about your life, which everybody is, because you are very biased about your decisions, which everybody is, because you also want, you want to follow your own dream, which everybody wants to. The Spirit is always saying, check, you say, eh? So I should not buy my clothes on Amazon because of what? Uh, it's normal. Once you feel that way, there are relationships he now puts you in. What he does, there are supernatural relationships he puts you in. So that you will hear what he is saying. Are you hear what I'm saying? 
There are relationships he puts you in so that you, that's why you must keep a godly relationship. Timothy will never have known he was called of God without Paul. He will never have known. Supernatural. God brings people your way, the right kind of people to speak into your life. See, I can tell you, just like you are hearing me in this service this morning, I believe this is God's way of talking to you about things. Probably something he has tried to encourage you on. Be friendly to people. Don't be hostile. When people stop you, always talk to people. He probably made me speak that way to you this morning so that you can hear it clearly. Are you seeing what the local church does? So, you need that kind of right associations around you. Maybe you have been feeling bad. How many of you you just been feeling bad that ah there was so, there was a nudging in your spirit and you didn't obey it? Ah, you just been feeling ah I should have done that too. How many of you you, you you have been feeling that way in the last couple of times? Ah, I should have done that thing. You know, is I believe he is making me speak to you this morning so that you can hear it clearly. So God brings people your way to set you on course. You need the right kind of people in your life. See, and there are also negative people you weeds out of your life. Sometimes don't force it. A lot of us force it because we don't understand times and seasons. Some people, you just find out that the relationship is not so organic anymore. Things Don't force it. Leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. It's probably clearing the draft for another room of supernatural relationships. I tell you till tomorrow. I'm a product of men who have spoken the right words over my life. I will not even be in the ministry today without the right voice. See, in fact, let me, let me say it. In fact, without the right kind of meetings, I will be in the ministry today. I just attended the right kind of meetings. I will never forget. There was a meeting I wanted to attend in 2015. Me and my friend, and we were fighting. We were arguing. And we just grudgingly went. I thank God to you today that I went. See, that was the meeting. They taught us how to see things in the spirit. I will never have known how to see vision if I was not in that meeting. Imagine I was not in that meeting. I probably wouldn't be able to tell you, Okay, you can see visions, you can see things. Since that day, it was like a scale dropped off of my eyes. Just by being in the right meeting. What if I did not attend? Many of you, you, you share a even church service. I will come, come today, I will come. No, no, no. And God probably has a word for you this day that he doesn't have for you tomorrow. You know, he told us in scriptures. He says, don't forsake the assemblies of the brethren. Personally, as a culture, there are meetings in a year I don't miss. No matter what I'm doing, I don't cherry pick. I will look for the money, I will go. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't miss. See, there are, see, because God wants to talk to you all the time. And you never can tell where you will hear it. See, just like, see, let's even be, let's even be practical. Just like this service. 90% of what I told you in this service, I did not prepare. I did not even think about it when I was preparing my notes. I've not even scratched the surface of my notes. 
And I can't scratch it anymore. So I believe there's something you want, he wants you to hear. They are just right relationships. He puts you that just sets you on course. Imagine the friend you keep is a friend of prayer. Somebody who flows with the word. Who can always speak God's utterance over your life. Hope you know you will never miss it. <laughs> you can never. See, till tomorrow I cease to thank God for the friends I have. It's impossible to miss it for long. It's impossible. Because if I did not pick it, ah. <laughs> Was it not just yesterday I showed some of you a text message? A pastor friend just told you, said, this is what is about to happen next in our ministry. And that's what we've been praying about. Some of you know. Just this is it. So be careful. See, just, see, even, even, see, there's a way God orchestrates yourself. There are some certain messages you will just hear. You just, you will just hear that. You just say, wow, this changed my life. So you need, you need the right kind of company. Relationships. Godly relationships. See, I used to tell you, God created man not to be isolated. That thing that wants to keep you isolated is the devil. Adam was alone. He was the one who thought about it, that Adam should not be. So God is the originator of relationships. That devilish isolation is just the thought of the devil to make you miss God's plan. Even when Jesus was born, he was not isolated as God. He still needed disciples. That's to tell you that even God couldn't do it alone when he came on earth. So relationships are important. And they are also bad ones. They are bad relationships. And they are good relationships. Imagine keeping somebody around your life. You know, both of you, you know your own prayer life, you are struggling. You know your own study life, you don't know how to study the world. You know you, you are still struggling with spiritual and you will now have somebody who is even worse. <laughs> you are going, see, when the scripture says, in 1 Corinthians 15.33, that don't be deceived, because you we actually, do you know why Paul wrote it that way? Because you can be deceived. He says, don't be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manner. It really does. It really does. See, I can tell you, See, me, I've almost backslidden in my life because of wrong relationships. I've almost lost the call of God on my own life because of wrong relationships. You must be very careful. Very, very careful. You know that somebody cannot pray. Somebody cannot study. Somebody, somebody is even struggling. You know that this person's life is struggling with sin. He's doing everything. And that's the person you call your best friend. You will not come, to, you, you, you can never have the appetite to come to church. Man is a product of influence. You tell the person you are going, to look at you like, ah, uh -uh, born again. Man is a product of influence. You will never work in God's plan with that kind of relationship. And let me tell you, He has designed us to meet people who will set us on course for our lives. See, let me, let me give you instances. I'll walk you through Genesis. No, not today. If I had time, because of my time, I would have walked you through from Genesis to Revelations. How that man needed man. Man needed man. See, 
You need somebody. Don't say, don't say, I don't have friends. I don't. Is that 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 statement is devilish? You need people, but you need the right kind of people. Man was not designed to be isolated. If you were designed to be isolated, then you should be the only one on earth. But look at how he did it. Do you, okay, let me ask you a question. Could God not have done it that everybody was born at the same time? Could he not have done it? He could, right? Ah, he's God. He would just put every one of us on the earth at the same time. But look at how he did it. He, he made sure that it's two people that will produce one. That's relationships. So, when you're even coming to this world, you are not coming alone. You are already coming into a relationship. He is the originator of it. So that you will not also be alone. Are you seeing it? So you need the right kind of relationship. See, that thing we call influence. Is so see, you need to understand. Even now, we, our world has changed such that our phone now is our influence. You need the right kind of influence also on your phone. Because you can be closer to the person you are chatting with than the person you are seeing. Hope you know what I'm talking about. The world we live in now, you can be very closer to the person you, you, you have never seen. There are friends that we have we never saw for years and we were very close. And there are still friends that I have never seen that we are still close. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, and let me tell you, it puts those kind of people around you so that when you are trying to miss it, they will speak to your life, the right ones. And they will also plant the wrong ones so that you will miss it. Trace it, let me tell you. Do a relationships check today. Even there are some family members that you don't have to tell them your plans much. I will be very raw with you guys. When you notice the negativity, when you notice that, ah, this one, every time I see it, is as though this person wants me to do the will of God. Quit it. Even Jesus, when Jesus was born, Jesus went to tell Herod. The wise men went to tell Herod and say, ah, see, uh, a king was born. And look at something. The devil was angry that a child two years old was born. I said, go and kill all the wee child. It means that it's not everybody you can say things to. I'm not joking. There's a way to talk. It means there's not everybody you can discuss your plans with. There are some people that will kill it. Thank God for God's wisdom. They left Egypt already. Jesus, they were like, if not for God's wisdom, they'll have killed Jesus too. Imagine the person you call your friend as a Christian is not born again, a child of disobedience. See, let me tell you. Let me be wrong with you. You are keeping the devil beside you. That's all. So as you are telling your plans, you know, remember this is that's why your plans has never worked out. Because the devil does not like you, he's not trying to like you, he will never like even the unbelievers that they are, that is following him, he doesn't like them. <laughs> they are just cheating themselves. Even the unbelievers that the devil is pushing, saying they are atheists, they are this, he doesn't like them, he's still going to make them sick. 
He's still going to kill them. He's still looking for how he will finish them. He doesn't like humanity. The enmity of the devil is man. As far as you are, you are flesh and blood, he hates you. So even the people that are forming unbelievers, I don't want to be a Christian, he doesn't like them. <laughs> that guy is terrible. He still wants to see, his, he told us, Jesus told us, his mission is to steal, to kill, and to destroy, to render your life entirely useless. But he is not going to finish till you die. And your die must be in shame, not a good death. That's the devil. Your die must be that you do not die away. <laughs> That's how the devil works. So even those people that are claiming unbelievers, sometimes I used to, and, and especially those that have been Christians before, they're not claiming unbelievers, I just used to pity them. Like, who, are you, who are you deceiving? The devil you are trying to serve does not, does not look like, he's, not even, he's, even, he's even angry at you. <laughs> I just pity them and say, well, it's your problem. Go and follow your devil and be going. When he's done with your life and you die, your eyes will clear. So be very careful. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Be very careful. So you need men. Play for me, I close. You need men. Who will help you stay in God's plan for your life? You need it. They make it easy. They make it easy for you to walk with God. God has relationship he has designed you to. He has relationships he has designed for you. The right kind of influence. See, you need to learn how to differentiate between work colleague, business partners, classmates, family, and who you say they are friends. It will help your life. Are you what I'm saying? It will help you. So you know that when you put identification to things, you know that, ah, what's me and my, what's my business with? You know what I'm saying? I want to go and discuss with a business partner now. Or what, what's, what's, what's my, or I want to go and discuss church with my business, what's my, what's this business with church, with my church? I'm putting your life at risk now. I don't even get what I'm saying. I'm going to be discussing with the devil. I say, hey, see, there's no way to say it. Don't, don't try to paint it. The Bible calls an unbeliever. A temple of idol. So it's the devil that lives in him, nothing else. The Bible says he's the children of disobedience. So I will not be telling the devil, I say, you know, you know what we're doing in the supernatural church, we're doing? Yeah? I'm putting your lives at risk. God forbid. You know who you talk to. You hear what I'm saying? And let me tell you, most importantly, know who exactly is speaking to you. Know who is giving you instruction. Their advice, look, look, look at me, everybody. Their advice that is natural to the world, right? They go to school, take your exam, take this business, do it. An unbeliever can even give you those advice. See, but as a believer, when you even receive those advice, there is still a place of the evil witness that not this one. I might do it, but later, let me do this one. That's why you need to know who exactly is talking to you. lot of us, we have gone faster than God. I don't know about you, 
but I'd rather let God drive me than I'd rather let him drive me than I drive myself. If I drive myself, I know myself how we speed. But I know God, if we follow the speed limit. <laughs> God will follow the speed limit. He will go gently. He won't want to, you know, will there be bombs on the road? Obviously, right? Will there be contrary winds? Will things always go smoothly because I'm following God? No. He already told us that there will be tribulations. But I rather like, I like that part. Eh? Than on my own stead. Are you hearing what I'm saying, brethren? So imagine your life with the right relationship, with the right pastor, with the right local church, with friends who, who knows how to hear God. Who are full of the word, who are full of the spirit, who speaks, who speaks good to your life. <laughs> your life will be on course. But like I told you, see, 90% of your answers are in the hands of men. Don't be hostile. Don't be. All those hostility around you. Sunday like this, in the evening, I called my friend and I said, you know, I said, the Spirit of God said that we should, I said, the Spirit of God said, we should, I should fast and pray. Now, can you join me? I 
she just passed and prayed this week. I don't know what it is all about. So guess what happened? By Wednesday, I now told the friend, I said, ah, I don't, maybe I did not hear well, Joe. And it's because they just cooked the food in our house that I really wanted to eat. And I said, you know, maybe I know you. Yeah. And the person too. It's true, it's true. Let's just round it up. That's how we rounded it up early, early on Wednesday morning. And you know, there's something about fasting. I won't, I won't deceive you as a preacher, I can tell you. Fasting puts you in sense, it makes you in tune. And guess what? Thursday night, my friend died. I said, Jesus, what if I had just obeyed God and fasted that week? He said I should pay fast. Probably I would have picked it in the spirit, right? Do you know that the person died of a sickness I have healed before? That I have prayed for somebody and the person hasn't been healed before. And this is somebody who believes in my ministry. Who, when at any time she's sick, she just put my hand. Me, I would just be talking, you know, she would just put her hand and put it on her head and say, In Jesus' name, she would, she would, she would even be the one to pray. She just say, All I need is your hand. Say, Give me your hand. She just put it on her head and say, In Jesus' name, I'm healed now. And she say, I'm well. I say, Ah, is it like that? I do not pray now. She just say, Your hand is all I need. So imagine I was that in tune in the spirit. I followed God, I obeyed God. Do you know my friend will still be alive? I'll probably be seated here today. See, sometimes we just need to obey God. You never can tell the consequence. Is this still painful? Ah, shoot. It pains me to the end. I, I, I feel like I'm going to live with that regret for my life. You never can tell that scar. This is a friend I had very dear. What if I had just fasted and just, what is fasting? I mean, I've done fasting, I've done weeks, I've done months. Just that week, because of one food. What is that food I've not eaten before? <laughs> and this is something, she died of a sickness that I have prayed for people before and they've been healed. And this one, I know it. If I pray for this one, if I even text this and say, Jesus, this one, this one will be healed. Not stiff. You 
are yielding. You know that you are always yielding. That you are always yielding. Pray. You know, some of you, you will have a leading. Listen to me. For your family this week. To give your family this week. Because you heard what I taught. Don't say, don't say, hey, don't do it. Call your family member and tell the person immediately that I sense you should not do this. I sense you should not go there. There was a day something was about to happen and I called someone and I said, I just sense you should not go there. And the person said, I was about to go. I said, don't try it. Go back home now. And that's how the person was saying. Remember there was a day I told my father, I said, no, it's not that one. No, 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 no. He said, I obey. <laughs> you know, I, I, as I'm talking to you, I just sense that you will catch a lead in this week for your family members or something that will keep them away from danger. You know, how about we just pray? Pray in the Holy Ghost. That prayer helps you to, to be receptive to God. You know, pray, lift your voices. Lift your voices and let's pray. 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 is coming your way this week. Abundance of finances are coming. Your needs are met. Strange help in unexpected places. Strange help in unexpected places are coming your way this week by the Spirit of God. Strange help in unexpected places are coming your way by the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. Hallelujah.